Today's podcast is sponsored by CISO. CISO is an online streaming service with original content from Cameron Esposito, Dan Harmon, and probably some other people too. I'm thinking about subscribing. I started watching some original comedies on Netflix and I'm kind of over them. Mascots? You can do better Netflix. Thanks for coming back to the Anecdotal Experience Podcast. Thank you so much. I think we're going to have the most plays. The mo- the month with the most plays is going to be November, which is pretty tight. I'm excited. It's This is happening. Sorry if you can hear my cat eating in the background. Today, our guest, Mitch Brinkman. Mitch talks about two girls that he dated, how he dealt with being broke up with, and the end of a relationship. It's good. What do you do? What do you do if all your passion is in one person? You're like, this is my person. This is why I live. I think about this relationship all day. I'm not saying that's Mitch, but I'm saying you put a lot of energy, put a lot of mental bandwidth in a relationship, and then when it's over, how do you live? Why do you live? Should you live? Yeah, you should live. Move on with your life. Uh, get a hobby. Start a podcast. Let's do this with Mitch All right. Yeah. So, Emma 2.0. Emma 2.0. You start from, let's see, yeah. So, you spoke earlier. Yeah. You had an Emma 1.0. That's correct. Regular model. Then you dated a girl named Emma 2.0. No, named Emma. Another (laughs) girl named Emma who was, from what I heard, not as hot. Um... To to a friend of mine, yeah, who who uh, who knew one point who's been on the podcast, yes, Uh, yeah, uh, my friend Katie. Um, I you don't have to talk about how hot she was. I was kidding. Yeah, uh, if you want to, you can (laughs) though. Uh, No, what what I was going to say is that they are both distinctly um, uh, individual in their own ways. So uh, they they both are they both were were very. nice well-meaning fantastic women um all right let's get into it why did the first one end uh the first one um we dated from like junior year of college up until about oh i'd say like two or three months after we graduated so um it it really was i think it was it was the adult life transition that a lot of people struggle with going from college what goes wrong to the working world apathy i think um we we did the same thing day in day out i think um what did you do tell us about the dog days of a relationship oh boy. we would we would we would make salad together all right uh we made eggs together yeah um was were there moments when you're like making eggs and salad with a girl and you're like i don't want to make eggs with this girl anymore well, you know what's interesting is that because some people will talk about making eggs and salad and be like, you know what? I was making eggs with that woman, and I knew I want to yeah. make eggs with this woman for the rest of my life. Yeah, not you. I uh, I I made her eggs in the beginning. Okay, I made her the most fantastic, fluffy, delicious eggs in the beginning, and it changed over a while. Um, 
I think, you know, at, at that point, too, in, in our lives, uh, I had little to no money because at the end of college. Okay. And I think that uh, what she just told me, she expected me to be able to have more money to be able to take her out and do things. No way. Yeah. Those so she things. rent. So she was like a a classic one woman. She wasn't like a modern woman that like she expected you to take care of her. She didn't say that explicitly, and but she, she but did. She, she considered herself to be a modern woman. Ah, that's she, the worst kind. She very much thought of herself a person general. that like expects something, and then yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, um, and so and sort of the uh, and, and and I absolutely have fault in an ending too. I I wasn't. No, you're perfect. You're an angel. Uh, you did nothing I wrong. I wish. God, yeah. I wish. I I remember near near very near the end. It was her birthday. Uh, her birthday's at the end of April, and uh, she had a candy-themed birthday party. She loved candy, all right, okay. like obsessed with candy. Like had, like it was like a physical addiction to candy. Um, and I went to the party as the mayor of Candy Town. Okay, I dressed in a full suit, and I just had candy. And you're into this. You're like, yeah, this is for my girl. Well, this everyone, is fun. Everyone at the party was dressed as it was in candy costumes. Okay, so do you think this is cute? Um, you know, I was I was being supportive. Okay, that's yeah. what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. we go. Yes. So I had candy brimming out of all pockets, and you mix. Swedish Fish, which is one of her favorites. Uh, my favorite's Haribo Gummy Bears. Um, and then you leave Haribo Gummy Bears and a bunch of vodka, and you eat those. Mm-hmm. And you drink a bunch of scotch. And you eat a bunch of Nerd's Rope. And eventually, oh, Nerd's Rope. Yeah, that candy. Oh, um, I love Nerd's Rope. I do, too. Yeah. Tropical Nerd's Rope? Anyway, back any, to what you're saying. Any kind of Nerd's Rope, I'm eating it, all of it. Yeah. So... The the party got a little out of hand, and I had too much to drink. Okay. And before we went to bed, I ended up vomiting all over the, um, like the wall and the and and her bedroom door. Okay. And then like um, right next to that was the other wall, and then the bathroom door. So just sort of like a forty five degree swath of. Nerd vomit, rope vomit. Of, of yeah. nerd rope, yeah. Okay. Uh, tropical punch colored vomit. Yeah. And, um, you know, I didn't want to do that, you know, uh, but... As Wait, are me- you saying you got drunk and full of candy for her? Yeah. Wait, and, but you didn't... What, okay, what were mayor, you not into? Well, no, well, well I, I, I didn't want to vomit, obviously, but as the mayor of Candytown, I had to show up and I had to, you know, I had to represent. But you didn't... Okay, so I'm seeing you as mayor of Candytown. Yeah. Like, and you say this is toward the end of the relationship. Yeah, this Are is like a like, week before whoa. It, it all ended. Okay. Yeah. Do you see? Do you, did you see the writing on the door? Writing on the wall, the door. Did you? We see, had, did you? Were you? Did you know it was gonna end? Honestly, no. Okay. And, uh, like, it, like it, it didn't. It hadn't felt good for the past probably two months, but that was the first time it had not felt great to me at least. And it this was this was year three at this point. Dang, man. Yeah. People in their relationships, man. Yeah. So, like, Holy. like it, up until then, it had been, it had been, you know, we were playing Candyland and skipping, you know, eight 
eight you know spaces at a time like it was it was a good if that makes any sense maybe not it um, sounds like it was a good relationship yes that's how yes, I yes, what you just said. yes we were having fun in the beginning like we would skip class and you know drink bottles of champagne and get tacos okay and do it naked it was like it was just like this it was a uh, it was it was very it was as happy as I'd ever been I'll say that Okay, Basically. well, take us from naked champagne yeah. tacos. So, and then what, like, when, get us the breakup, dude. Yeah. What are you okay. breaking up about? So, so the next morning, um, I I wake up and there's still vomit everywhere. And like, yeah. I'm like, all right, I have to clean this. And it was her birthday and she had friends stay over and they were all going to brunch for her birthday. And I was, I was going to go originally, but then I was, I was not allowed to go. Okay. Because she didn't want me around for that, I guess whatever it was. It was ladies' day, ladies' brunch. Uh, well, there no, there were some other boyfriends that were going. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why didn't she want you there? Because I had vomited everywhere, and I'd, oh, so I. So you were in the doghouse. I, dog I, house, I had embarrassed her. Yeah. Ah, okay. And so, so I cleaned up as best as I could, and I and I went home, and I may have texted her. To, I, I don't remember, honestly, if, what had happened. But basically, it was like four days of complete radio silence. Oh, no way. Zero anything. She was really mad about the nerd rope. She vomit. was very, very mad. Okay. Yeah, she was very, very mad. And uh, like well, we had had fights before where she had um, basically urged me to, um, I would say, have the have the the yearning to have more money and i kind of told her i was like well that's not really what did she want it from you what the, what was she asking you to do to have more money for her just so we could go out and experience chicago and be like cool people doing cool things uh, basically she wanted to yeah yeah yeah, yeah. she wanted to be in a yeah. tv show yeah type yeah thing. yeah she wanted yeah was and, she like, working um she was working she was working an unpaid internship actually nice yeah um being supported by um her parents uh also ah, you know so white so yeah so privileged yeah her whole education was paid for as well and uh, so she had yeah. expectations man yeah um okay i i shouldn't i shouldn't completely misrepresent cuz her her parents were were by no means wealthy they just spent a lot they of money on their, their, their kids' education. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. They would do anything to support their daughter. Right. Um, I'm I'm yeah. parents. They cared. Yeah. 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 They love. They fucking I'm gonna love edit you. That out. They I didn't like love saying you. that. They yeah. love you. They did. I had parents yeah. that loved me. Yeah. Parents fucking love you. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, five days of silence went by, and we finally uh, spoke. That's crazy. Five. You'd been dating this girl for three yeah. years, and then yeah. she was just like radio silent for four yeah. days straight yeah and and it was one of those things where i mean like i knew i knew i'd i'd fucked up in her eyes and so that made me scared and you know nervous to want to contact her and so i avoided it we both avoided it yeah. five days goes by and we finally we finally call, uh, call each other and i don't remember who called who but um I can remember I was sitting in uh, my Lazy Boy, and I uh, at this point I'd gotten really into that Mitchell and Webb look, which is a great oh, British sketch. Show. I love Peep Show. Yeah, yeah, Peep yeah. Show all day. Mm -hmm. So um, I was watching that. And I remember I'd paused it, and uh, and 
they were doing one of their one of their snooker sketches. Okay. And it was on mute. And I was talking to her and basically we were trying to hash out like what had happened. You know, be like we both knew like I puked all over the place. She know? was like really butthurt about the puke. She didn't yeah, she wasn't close. Was yeah. it really about the puke? You know, she didn't she didn't fully explain everything, I don't think, and fully, but like that okay. was, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was a, a, a buildup of things. Um, so I could tell, like, this isn't going to end well, and she didn't have, I could tell she wasn't going to have the guts to do it. So I actually was the one that was like, this feels like it needs to be over with. But I feel like it was pretty abrupt, man. Yeah, it was. It was like everything was fine. Maybe like oh, I wish you had more money yeah. Yeah. to like go to a gin bar and buy charcuterie plates. Yeah. Uh, right. God, see, and I love charcuterie. I wish yeah. I could have bought those things. That would have been fantastic. Yeah. What and what's what? What I always sort of um, uh, twisted my mind up was like later on I would talk to her about it, and she said, "Well, weren't those pa- like those last six months just awful?" Okay. And I would. And I was just like, well, why didn't, and I would ask her, you know, I would post her, I was like, why didn't you say something then? Why didn't you, because it didn't feel that way to me. Really? Like, perhaps not as joyful or, you know, uh, intensely loving as the other parts, but like, why didn't you say something? Why didn't you okay. mention anything? And But it was like, she claimed she tried to, you know, I brought it up, oh, I said something, and uh, I don't know. I, right. Yeah. So that was it, though. That was it, and um, it was you know that and that also the my my roommate was dating her roommate. Okay. And one of her best friends, and so it was like our social circles were sort of interconnected, and people weren't sure: do we pick his side? Do we pick Emma's side? Whose side do we choose? And I was like, whatever, choose whatever fucking side you want. We, and we we both thankfully were like that. We were not childish about it at all. Yeah. Um, but so that sort of, I mean, that sort of stuck with me for a long time because that was like that was the first that was the first love I'd had. Yeah. That was you know that was it. Like you know prior to that I had had a girlfriend maybe in high school, but we were never in love. We said we were, we weren't. Yeah. But um, how did that affect you? How did that whole Three years, then all of a sudden, oh, by the way, I was miserable, and then, oh, by the way, we're done. How did that affect the way you approached your next relationship? Well, I gained, I think I gained, oh, it was like 40 pounds. Like That's a lot of pounds, dude. It was, it was a lot. It's a lot of weight. I sat, and I watched Mitchell and Webb look. Ah, oh, it's a great and show. And I ate like pasta, you know. It was yeah. one of those things. Like, I just wallowed it. And uh, it was also at right at the end of college. Do you like to wallow, by the way? Oh, I can wallow. Yeah, yeah. If like I don't, I don't do it often. But when I when I wallow, I wallow very hard. That know? sounds like a really like eating pasta, watching. I like Peep Show, so I'm imagining yes. a Peep Show, and I love Peep Show as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds. Sometimes it's fun to just be sad, dude. I absolutely agree. You um, know? Did you like that for a little bit? So can this if I if I it, um, if I had done it and I had had 
like a place to go to every day. Like if I had a job every day, I think I would have liked it more. But the uh, fact okay. that like, I just finished with college and this was in like late 2010, early 2011. So, yeah. excuse me. That's too much li- time to wallow. Yeah. If you've got like all day to like yeah. eat pasta. Yeah. That's too much time. Yeah. And it, and there's like, there was, there was just hard, it was hard as hell out there to find a job. And so, um, yeah, so you got double duty pain. It was pressure. It, it yeah. was, it was double duty pain. And I was, I was literally like about four weeks from having to move back home to Minnesota. Okay. At the very end of all of this. Um, before a friend of a friend saved me with a with a with a job, um, which was really great. Um, but yeah, the, the 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 breakup didn't didn't do great at all. And then of course it was like three months later we backslid and we slept together again. Yeah. And then didn't talk and like that just fucked with shit more. No way. Wait, yeah. so you slept? You're like, hey, what's up? And you did it. And then were you thinking we're back together? Uh, I was at home and I got called by her and her friend and they came over. Okay. And then her friend left and then it was like, then there was, so it, it wasn't, it wasn't me like going out and seeking it, but it just like, it's sort yeah. of, yeah. Uh, I didn't think that, but it would, you know, sleeping with your ex, an ex that was that serious, I would say, always fucks with your head. And I, I didn't, I at no point thought we were together, uh, then, um, did but you it, want it to be? So it's now, you know, yeah, I did. Yeah, I mean, like it was, it, it was just easy. You know, it like it would have been easy if that would had been happened. Familiar, yeah, actually, yeah. absolutely, it would have been familiar. Um, I would have known how to, you know, how to operate again. Yeah. Wait, um, what does that mean? You know, just how to just how to go about life. Like you know, you have ah. you, you have that big part of your life for. Uh, you have the gaping hole. Yeah, you have like yeah. the the space that used to be filled. Yeah, you, that's yeah. 100 and, 171 Wednesdays in a row. You know what to do, and all of a sudden it's take you know right sixty five seventy percent of your life is taken out, and then like well what do I do now? Right, so you're looking, you're like okay. peep show, peep show, and Mitchell and Webb look, you know, it's and, not bad, and, and pasta. Hell yeah, you know? dude, and, pesto maybe pe- doesn't matter. Oof, do you oof. like pesto? Oh god, I love pesto. Yeah, dude, yeah, pesto's great. Um, <sighs> And maybe also, of course, Budweiser. You know, you gotta. Yeah. yeah okay, you're drinking too. You sure. S- you drink when you salt. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Yeah. 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 I drink when I sulk. I drink when I'm happy. Okay. You know? You're just an alcoholic. Kidding. Not uh, for real. N- no. <laughs> no. No. I'm not. It's fun to drink. No. It is. It yeah. is. I don't. Um, uh, I've never, uh, not since college, since some of those stories we shared earlier, I think, where it felt dangerous. But uh, um, so you're drinking, you're drinking Bud. Okay, no, you're drinking Bud, eating pasta. Girl yeah. hits you up. You sleep together, and you're kind of like, man, it'd be nice to have my Wednesdays filled back up with this girl. Again. Sure, sure. What happens? Um, we go back and forth. For a while we kind of holler at each other a little bit don't really go on any dates for a while we go on like one one date it feels legitimate nothing happens afterwards it's just kind of confusing and uh but here and there um uh i 
was going on like maybe three or four dates with with random women here and there um nothing really materialized um and then it was probably oh probably about a year and a half almost two years later um I was going on the Bob Ross bar crawl, okay, with a friend, with some friends of mine, and Bob Ross, the PBS yeah, painter, we know Bob yeah, Ross, yeah, beautiful Afro, beard goatee, and we so we go on this bar crawl, and we're we're at bar number three, I believe, on the bar crawl, and this bar was overrun by Bobs. I mean, they I think they had one bartender working, line was too long, so. There was no way I was going to drink right away. And I saw these group of three women dressed as bombs. They were in the bar crawl, and, and uh, uh, they were um, they were the most attractive women there. So I went up, and I said, you know, hi, how are you, You just have a Bob Ross fetish, though. I might. You I think you know. do? Yeah. Uh, happy clouds. You know, yeah. Happy. I'm turned on. Yeah. Uh, and I and I and I say hello to him, and the one the the tallest one with the brightest eyes is like, hey, what's up? And starts talking to me, and her friends soon thereafter kind of like peel off and go away, and me and her are talking, and uh, and it just I'm like, oh man, I feel we just click. This girl's really cool. She just seems really down to earth. Did you fall in love? Kind of immediately. Yeah. yeah I'm like, okay. this, these eyes are fantastic, and then. Like another minute, and I'm like, I feel like I know this person. And then I realized that I'd met this girl before. And I was trying to remember from where, and it finally dawned on me, like a year earlier, like just over a year earlier, I'd met the same girl at a, at like a dance club, basically. We met... And we hit it off, and we danced all night, and we like made out on the dance floor, just like really. You cl- didn't remember her? Cliche, messy. No, no, no. Like very quickly, I remembered her. Like after talking to her, and I, like I just by her eyes, because everything else was covered by beard and hair and everything. Right. And me and this girl that night we had met. She came. She had came home with me. Um, we didn't have sex, but we like we. Um, I think we. We, we, what we, did you do? We enjoyed ourselves. I think Specifically. I believe I got to, I think we got to, th- I got to third base with her. So. Okay. Um, but in the morning, I remember she said she had to go because it was her sister's birthday brunch. And that striked a bell in my memory because the night before, I remember she was there for her sister's birthday at this club. And so I I'd offered to make her breakfast because I'm a I'm an eggs man. I love making eggs in the morning. Yeah, man. Uh, we know. A good fried egg is mm, so very delicious. So I'm, I'm offering her breakfast, and she's like just hurrying to get the hell out of there, and she leaves. We exchange numbers. It seems like it was pleasant. And I call her a couple days later, and no response ever. And like, and No way. Yeah, and so I'm like, okay, all right, this is done. You got used, dog. Yeah. Oh, I got hard got, used. Yeah. I got hard used. Yeah. Did you feel used? Yes, I did. You did? Yeah. All right. I felt used. Yeah. Um, you know, she was, and actually, I remember, <laughs> uh, this was probably the one time I felt really insulted by someone, and I kind of, makes me feel awful that I even continued talking to her. 
But I remember at the bar, she said when I was when I was buying her a drink. Actually, the first time I met her, the first time, not as Bob Ross. Yes, the first time. Okay, um, I I was wearing a uh, a um, a seahorse shirt. Okay, and she's and she made a comment about my shirt. It's like, oh, I like your shirt. It's kind of weird. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool, thank you. And then she said, you strike me as someone who Googled fun things to do in Chicago and then showed up here. And I was like, oh. That's a good roast, dude. Do you like that? You got roasted. It was a good fucking roast. I felt real insecure right away. Yeah. And then I asked her, I was like, oh, do you live nearby? And she's like, oh, no, I still live at home in the suburbs of my parents. But my sister lives like a block away. And I just remember, I was like, and I didn't know what to say. I just, you know, gave her her drink. And, but again, she was pretty. And I was like, I just, you know, I want to dance with this You didn't bust her chops back for living at home? I should have. I didn't. I didn't. I am a. Do you like that though? Do you like it when a girl makes you feel insecure? Uh, no, I don't know. I don't like that. (laughs) No, but that's sort of. Because that's a thing, dude, when someone's, like, willing to make fun of me, you know, and can really make me feel like, oh, snap, maybe I did Google fun things to do in Chicago, and maybe that's why I'm here. Because that's a good burn, dude. It's a really good burn. That'll yeah. make you feel like a, like a, just a, a boring dude yeah. that well, Google stuff. Well, well and, and that's the thing is like it hurt, but also, I, I mean, you know, as I as I laughed it off because yeah. I just wanted to remain cool and seem like I was, you know, not hurt by yeah, it. Yeah, dude, you got to suck it up. Get yeah. back in the game, dude. Like in the in my mind, I was, I was like, oh, this girl's sharp. Oh, that was a, that yeah. was a, that's, that's a Ginsu knife cut right there. You know, right. she's going for the jugular. So you're right, you're into it. In a way, you know, like maybe once. I don't want that all the time. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I don't want to feel like I'm constantly working to to uh, please someone all the time. Like, I want I want myself, my partner, to be like. You want to be validated. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah I get in, you. you know, yeah. Um, but then, so so then, like a year later, I I meet her on this bar crawl, and I realize I get this girl. Yeah. And we're talking, and then I realize she doesn't know it's me. No way. How did she not remember you? This, another giant insult to my being. I'm like, how does she not remember me? I went yeah. down on her, and I made her orgasm. How does she not remember that? Did you? Okay. Am I even good enough as a lover and a partner that she cannot remember that I did? She's cutting you down all over the place, man. I think you're into this. And she doesn't even realize it. Yeah. You know? And, and it continues and I'm, and I'm just sort of like waiting until she realizes, you know, it's like just waiting for the other shoe to drop. So you put it together and now you're waiting for her. Basically. Yeah. Okay. But I don't like, I didn't remember anything about her save for like that we spent the night together and that she left. Like, I don't remember, I don't remember what her name was. I don't remember that she had sisters. I don't remember like, you know, what her favorite food was. I don't remember that she loved you know, Bob Marley, nothing. You just you, you ate her out, and yes. she loved yeah. it. Yeah. And you were well, awesome. Well, at least, at least I thought she did. You know, who knows? But, yeah. Uh, um, and so the night continues on, and but we, we just genuinely, like, reconnect again for a second time. Okay. And we're having fun and everything. And 
we left early from the bar crawl and like and we went and got falafel and we got a bunch of falafel and we but went you're still my not re- you're still aware that you're like we've we've done this before and she's still not putting it together she's still not putting it together yeah are you just waiting on the minute for her to be like hold up um did you eat my p- after like one after like, year ago after like hour two i just sort of like honestly it just kind of left my brain and oh yeah at that I, point you're just like all right this like, is cool i'm uh, like yeah. I, I i'd have enough to, to drink by then and i assumed you know it'd be okay right so we go back to my house and uh the next morning we we wake up and uh you know there's you know we're chatting everything seems very nice in the morning and uh like there was leftover falafel we ate for breakfast um and uh we enjoyed our time together and like she it's time for her to go and she says well you know i'd really like to see you again like to hang out again i said absolutely let's exchange numbers for real and so we exchange numbers and she leaves and uh we make a plan to hang out like within a week basically and i text her uh, something dumb like, "Oh, you were uh, you were the hottest Bob I I've ever seen, or whatever, or yeah, wh- whatever yeah. it was." Yeah, and she immediately. I've tried to be cute before. Yeah, I yeah. Get it. yeah. Um, maybe a little winky face. Or, yeah, uh, winky yeah. faces. Yeah, set the tone. Yeah, put some nuance on that thing, man. Trying to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she immediately responds with, "Oh my God, do you see what I'm seeing? Holy shit!" And I live right on Chicago Avenue in, in, in Chicago, the city. It's a very busy, busy street. So I'm assuming maybe she saw something getting pulled over, or like some big incident on the street, something worthwhile for me to like stick my head out the window for. So I look out. I don't see anything going on. And I don't see her. And I text back, like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, clue me in. What are you seeing? And she screenshots her her text message phone back to me. And it, her text message had saved our texts from 15 months ago or whatever it was. Yeah, when, when I had texted her like, hey, I had such a good time. Call me. Like, we'd love to see you again yeah. 15 months ago. And she never responded. I love responded. that the voice you did for the guy that was just like polite <laughs> and like thank them for a nice time was just a total like yep. pushover, yeah. like yeah. pussy footer. It's funny how like saying thank you is just such a I know, right? Weak thing to do. I know, right? Yeah. Know. And that's all we do is we say thank you in the Midwest. So yeah. um but uh So she sees that it's like so oh, that's, this is the that's dude. when she finally puts it all together and she follows it up with a have we hooked up before? And I can remember like physically just doing that motion of like you just throw your arms up in the air like you know, like it, like if if you know if you're cluing someone in, it'd be like just guess it, guess, guess the word cowboy, guess it. You know, yeah. like hat, stirrups, a horse, shotgun, old west, wild west. What, and wait, and you're wanting her you know, to say, wait, are you that dude that gave me the orgasm of my lifetime? Well, you know, I Is wasn't that the cowboy word I, you're I, looking I, for. I wasn't expecting that. What did you want? I was hoping that she would just maybe have remembered something. Something. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And I and I was and this is this is the part that I feel really bad about cuz I'm like oh, I'm you know already the issue of 
me remembering and not saying anything. Oh, you got because you can't be like, yeah, dude. I was waiting for you to say something. All exactly. Night. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Then I look like a complete psychopath. Yeah. But again, as I mentioned, I didn't have like I I, I didn't retain any prior knowledge that like helped me you know i wasn't bill murray in right. groundhog's day i wasn't like using prior knowledge to get this woman to fall in love with me right it was like it was just genuine and organic and it happened again that we connected so what did you do what did you say well i just i i i kind of i feigned ignorance i was just kind of like oh i guess we have which like it which was the worst <laughs> it was the worst thing ever it was you the lied. fucking worst yeah it was the fucking worst I felt so bad about it, but at the time, because you're trying to be coy too, you're gonna be like, oh, I was trying I to hook be... up with so many chicks, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I wish that was the case. No, um, and well, and that's the thing is, at that time, it was like I I had not met anyone in a long time. The folks I had met that I had dated, it was just kind of like, you know, it was room temp. You know, nothing... I love like the idea of dating folks. I've dated some folks just like my grandparents friends Mary Ellen makes a fantastic plum uh, crumble Uh, oof you you put enough whipped cream on that it'll it's that's delicious Um, I love the idea of you dating folksy people (laughs) anyway you've dated folks and they were chill but not what you wanted yeah yeah and so um it was, uh, yeah. It was. It was. It was a time of. It was a time of weakness, absolutely. And, but at the same time, we had fun. So, you know, who was I to stop that? Uh, you know, in a way. Granted, I was very much one half of this situation, so I absolutely could have stopped it. Or, um, but, but we both wanted to see each other again, and so, uh, we didn't talk much more about it until maybe like a couple months later when it came up again. Um, and, um, things have been going well. Yeah. Th- yeah. Th- things have been going well. And actually, uh, sort of the, um, she was a, a DJ for, a, uh, she still is actually for a Chicago, um, uh, WXRT. Um, and so she got tickets to an enormous amount of concerts, which is, a great way to go on a ton of dates and like hang out and you know mm-hmm. have a good time, build a rapport, feel like you're very cool being out in the city, you know, also just enjoying a bunch of good music. Um, and like I got along with her and her friends, and her she had three sisters, she was one of four daughters. Um, and it just sort of like, um, like it, it ended up being like a really good way sort of like a palate cleanser almost of Emma 1.0 and then it was like oh this is you know this is something I care about again it it stuck this time the first time it didn't you know uh, second yeah. time second time it second time it stuck um, but you still haven't talked about why it didn't stick the first time with this girl well yeah and and actually you know I um I should have demanded more honesty from her about that because really it was on her the first time what do you mean the fact that it didn't work out the, because i i called her and i texted her and she just never responded at all and you do sh- you think you should have demanded 
like you should have been more like yo we did hook up and i tried to make it more than that yeah and you didn't say anything yeah and and honestly if she just told me right then and there you know this is just a fun thing it's a one-time thing i would have been absolutely okay with that but but you know when we talked about it later i didn't i didn't demand sort of any um uh you know any truthfulness of the situation i guess like we we didn't um did you ever talk about that like we did a little bit and it was just like essentially it was like her questioning me of when i realized that we had hooked up before okay like like when went during the bob ross bar crawl right um and i I, no questions toward her of like why didn't you call me no, no. Well, because she didn't even remember me. So, dude, <laughs> I doubt that, man. I, uh, I, you know, I don't. You know, it's. I don't know. How do you not remember? You're that's not... what kind of scares me a little yeah. bit, honestly. Yeah. So I think that might have been a thing too. Yeah. You know, but you never asked. I didn't. I didn't. Um, she, you know, uh, I felt. I felt fulfilled at the time. I felt happy enough. You know, I was in a, in a, in what I felt like was a good relationship at the time. Okay. Um, so you're like, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna let a sleeping dog lie. I'm not gonna rock the boat. Yeah. Okay. Basically. Yeah. I was having fun. You know, Halloween was fun. We started dating like just before the holidays hit. So it was like nothing but rock and roll and good times, you know, for like the next three months. Okay. Um, then what? Then we did we did sober February together. All right. Um, which I don't know if you've ever gone a full month of no drinking whatsoever with someone who you feel like you know, and then you realize you don't. But it's not easy. Um, what happened? Well, what did sobri- How did sobriety change your relationship? Basically, I learned very quickly that uh, I was. I was definitely in it a lot more than she was. I will say that. What do you mean? Um, I was thinking a lot more about our relationship. I was caring more about it. Um, a lot of times I'd ask her questions about, you know, things we talked about, like things we want to do. Like, you know, do you want to go and, um, you know, go ice skating in Millennium Park or yeah. go to this certain restaurant that we talked about, that kind of thing. Your life revolved around the, the relationship. Like, more than hers did. Yeah, is what I'm saying. yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say, in general, I'm a person too, as well. I, when I'm in a relationship, I, you know, I don't, I don't half-ass it. You know, I like, I, I'm, I, I consider myself a very good. Well, I shouldn't say I try to be a very good partner. I do my okay. best. Yeah. So, and when I talked to her about these things, it was very clear that it just wasn't high on her priority list, um, and. It was that was really hard to deal with. I mean, that that was not easy to admit and to understand. And then the fact that I didn't do anything about it either, I think, just compounded it as well. You didn't do anything about what though? About you know about you know feeling like I was putting more into it than she was, and perhaps not admitting to myself that I saw the writing on the wall. I guess. What, that you weren't, okay. That that we weren't compatible and that, you know, you strip away, like you strip away all the bells and whistles. 
you strip away the holidays and all the you know the 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 parties and everything else and everything else like just you and one other person existing together right, in, in a, a room. room to get the yeah. yes and just right. like actually being able to comfort each other listen tell each other things that just wasn't happening you know um, really okay so there was so much time where it was like yeah distracting like romantic situations almost and then when it just came to like boring relationshipy time where the real hard part and the good part is exactly it yeah. was just like uh turns out we're just two different people exactly how yeah. so like what sort of things was she just not um, available emotionally for you yeah uh she didn't uh i am i'm a talkative person you may yeah. have gathered that from hanging out with me for a couple hours this evening um yeah i'm the same she too. she used to tell me um after i had been talking for a bit she would say uh, when are you going to get your talkies out? Oh, dude. I don't yeah. like this girl. Yeah. I am talkies, man. Yeah. That's how I... Yeah. That is that is my MO, is talkies all day long. Yeah. Jeez, um, And... That's so belittling of your... Yeah, man. Just who you are. It'd be like, are you done with your talkies? Yeah. And like what you have to say, anyway. Yeah, and, go on. And during this, you know, there would be there would be, uh, oh, like, you know, the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt would be on the TV, and I was like, that's what she's paying attention to, and not like, actually, uh, you know, like that kind of thing. And um, show's not even good. No, it's not. It's not yeah. good at all. Which is which is a bummer. I wanted it to be good. Um, Me too, buddy. Yeah, but so. Oh. <clears throat> But so, th- so that ended finally, and then right around the corner in Chicago is St. Patty's Day in early March. And um, so that day came, and in the morning we went to my friend's house. We had a bunch of beers. We, had, we did the, the green beer thing. Everything was fine. And then we went to her friend's house in the afternoon, and we were at a party uh, full of a bunch of people. I knew her herself and maybe like three of her friends, and... Uh, and I remember I was I was like sitting next to her, and I was trying to talk to her, and uh, she said, uh, wh- "Why don't you go talk to someone else? Like go mingle. Like you're, like you're just like you're globbing on to me too much." And I was like, "Well, I don't want to talk to anyone else. Is it cool that I want to talk to you? Is that okay?" Yeah. And she just got really annoyed by that, and I was like, "And I was okay, fine. You can have your space." I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave the room. So I went out, I left, I went on the back porch, and she came out and joined me like a minute or two later. And we finally had the first honest conversation, essentially of our entire, you know, five six months relationship, whatever it was. Yeah. And uh, and she would like before she even said a single word, she started like just tearing up and crying. Okay. And. I asked her, you know, what's wrong? Like, what's what happened? She didn't say anything. She just kept crying. And I gave her a hug, and I was holding on to her. I said, what is going on? Like, please let me know what's, what it, like. Right. Did I really annoy you? Like, I didn't, like, I assumed I didn't annoy yeah, her that much. Yeah, you didn't annoy someone to the point minutes. of tears. Yeah. yeah. And then that's when she was finally like, 
I don't want to do this anymore. And this is like the first mention of anything being amiss, really, beyond her, you know, uh, annoyance of me talking too much, basically. But that's the way, okay, I will, I will say, like, entirely open communication, like, you're always supposed to have some with someone. Yeah. But you can't always, like, she couldn't say to you, hey, I find you kind of annoying sometimes. Like, Why not, as though? soon as she did find you annoying, be like, I'm really kind of starting... Because you can't handle that. You can't handle being told, like, like every time you annoy someone. You know what I mean? I couldn't. I couldn't. If someone, I, someone could say entirely open communication. is like, look, you're kind of annoying me right now. Oh, now you're kind of... Do you know what I'm saying? At some point, you have to be like... I can't tell everyone every time that I have a problem with them because they don't deserve that. They don't need to know that. Well, I, I, I agree with you in that where if it's a constant basis of informing people, no, obviously not. Yeah. But when you're in a relationship with someone, and perhaps I should have mentioned she continued on in this conversation to say that she'd been feeling this way for months at this point okay to have never brought that up at any point or also if at this point if you understand or know that this is not going to be a long-term thing you know you don't have to tell someone that they're annoying but you could tell them i don't i don't see us being a couple going forward i don't see us being a thing in the future you know i feel like some sort of or or at least Starting a fight of some kind, you know, showing some type of 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 ripple to this smooth sailing that has existed prior. You so you know? really thought it was smooth sailing? I, I, I mean, it's safe. Like, I just thought she just didn't like to talk that much. Like, other than that, literally nothing. Zero. Like, she was always just, like, a little bit moody from the start. But, I mean, like... In, in terms of, like, she would go from normal to, you know, annoyed or sad. It was like, a you know, quick switches of mood, that kind of thing, when I say mood. Yeah, but you were just like, this is the way this girl is. Yeah, this is yeah. Just too, yeah. So I was, just, I was trying to accept it. Like, okay, she, she might mm-hmm. have a little, whatever it is, bipolar or whatever. That's just her, you know? Like, I'm not trying to, you know, judge or discredit her for that. So, um. You can open your beer, by the way. Oh, okay. I wasn't, yeah, okay. Go nuts. It's a great noise. It is. Um, yeah. So. So you thought, okay, well, this but, is how this girl is, and you really had no. You're like, yeah, she's just kind of always temperamental, and that's fine. I can deal with that. And then all of a sudden, she says to you, "I haven't been. You know, I've felt this way for months. Yeah, that I didn't yeah. want to do this. Okay. Well, and, and that's the thing. Her her being sort of temperamental, or, um, like some might say, having an edge. I think relates direct back, right back to relates directly back to what she said to me the first time we actually met when she said you look like a guy who Googled fun things to do in Chicago. Yeah, you know someone who's like tells it like it is, and I hate to use that term now that everyone describes Donald Trump in that way, but you know someone who like is is not afraid to be. Um, well, it doesn't sound like she was telling like, it like it like is. Like, as honest. You know, exactly, exactly. So I assume that's the way she kind of was, was that it was like I was I was going to know right then and there where we stood, sort of. And so this coming out of nowhere. Right. Her 
just, I mean, absolutely losing her face. I mean, just like yeah. eyes fell off, nose fell off, tears came rushing out, you know. And I was at this party with, I knew her and like one or two of her other friends, and that was it. So, you know, when she told me this, I was like, well, I'm going to, I got to get the fuck out of here now. Like, I'm going and I'm gone. And I went back to my friend's house. But later that night, she sent me a text saying something to the effect of, um, just so you know, watching you walk away today from that party was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Oh, all right. And I... I thought to myself, well, I, I was the person who had to walk away, so how is that? This is, okay, it's funny, just like the most recent podcast, we talked about this. Mm-hmm. This sort of thing you do as the breaker, yeah. where you do this thing, you think, I'm going to send this guy this text that says, watching you walk away was the hardest thing I ever had to do. Mm-hmm. She thinks he's going to feel good. Yeah. He's going to feel good because this was so painful for me. Yeah. But in reality, you're like, dude, what are you talking about, man? Yeah. If this is really that difficult, I want to be with you. Yeah. So fuck you, man. Fuck you for saying this mm-hmm. now. That doesn't make any sense. Bullseye. Yeah. Yeah. And and like two days later, I went over to her house because she... She insisted on on having one last sort of conversation about it all. Yeah. And I went over there, and she just cried the whole time. And almost as if, like, reacted in a way almost as if I was the one who suggested we break up. And I was the one consoling her. The last time I saw her, the whole time, I'm sitting there, and I'm... I literally, like, she had... They had um, a floor-to-ceiling... sliding patio glass doors and I'm looking at myself thinking what the fuck are you doing you are consoling her and she is the one that ripped the rug out from under this whole thing like what the fuck are you doing but again I did not have the strength or the fucking spine to be like no you know what I'm not gonna do this I'm going home Right. She's making herself the victim. Exactly. And she knows, yeah, it's like, oh, I'm the victim in this situation. And she knows that you're, like, still into it, so you don't mind consoling. Yeah. And it's easier to deal with it this way than have you just be, like, upset with her for breaking your heart. Yeah. I, I, I will admit, too, that it's very hard for me to be outwardly angry and rageful at a person at some especially someone i've been in a relationship with someone who had you know spent significant time with like i'm never gonna i'm never gonna scream in their face and you know call them a a bitch or or like whatever you know uh yeah cut down insults you know men might think of for women like i'm just not gonna do that but at the same time it's also like it's heartbreaking to have to do that. And then the days following continue to get text messages about how how you're missed and how it's so tough yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And and really all you want is just a click. Like you just want it to just shut off completely. Like you want the faucet to turn off and you don't want any more water to drip <laughs> down. You want a dry tub from there on out. Yeah. And I think a lot, some of that comes from 
them missing the gap in their life. Yeah. They're like, ah, man, Mitch is gone. They used to fill such a huge part of it. Even maybe he was annoying at times, but like. And I can be annoying. I can absolutely be annoying. We can all be annoying, man. Especially you spend that much time with someone. Yeah. Familiarity breeds contempt, dude. But then again, though, she's like hitting you up because she's like, ah, man, I kind of like miss that. You know, we all have fragile egos. So you're like filling that part of her ego. Yeah. So when you when you text her back every time, it's like, well, I still got this guy on the on the leash. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But yeah, and I think the mature thing to do isn't to be like, well, you're a bitch and I hate you and I'm full of rage. And the mature yeah. thing to do is be, like, all right, that's fine. You're yeah. done with this now. I have to, I have to do me. Yeah. I got to move on from here. Yeah. It's tough though. It is. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's another thing is, you know, when you're left with when you're left with nothing but yourself. And maybe you don't have something you're working towards or some sort of project or you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. You know, I want to build a birdhouse by the 1st of next month or mm-hmm. I want to save up $2,000 to go buy a new snowboard whatever it is yeah like, you have something concerned yeah like if, yeah. if you have not if you have nothing to work towards it's sort of it's it it's tougher when you when you get out of that kind of thing because you have to find new stuff to fill your time and that's when pasta yeah and budweiser come in <laughs> you gotta choose you gotta choose like yeah how are you gonna distract yourself yeah because you were passionate about this relationship Yep. So now you're like, I got to find a new passion. Yeah. I got to give a shit about something. Yeah. So rather than hold on to that thing you used to be passionate about. Yeah. You got to like figure out how to not eat pasta all damn day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's hard That's to. Tough. It's and, so tough. Yeah. And butter on pasta with like a nice bit of salt and some yeah. pepper on there. A little garlic powder. Parmesan. Oh yeah. Grated over the top. Fresh Parmesan. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't need passion when you have, when you have that damn yeah. good pasta. Yeah, which feels good, but like to develop that, like real, yeah, man, that real passion for something where you actually mm-hmm. like really care about whatever that birdhouse you're working on. Mm-hmm. It takes time. It takes work. It does. It does. Yeah, I'm I'm learning that now, and um. I've been this whole month of November. I've been attempting to do uh, National Novel Writing Month. Yeah, and so basically, it's like fifty thousand words in a month. Excuse me. And um, I'm not writing one continuous novel. I'm doing a collection of stories, but it is way fucking harder than I thought it was going to be. Like, oh, I, it is it the sounds difficult. Hardest fucking thing I've ever done. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can sit at you can sit at your at your at your typing machine for four hours and only write for like an hour of it, and you still feel accomplished. Yeah. But like that's how much just fucking like brain power it takes, and it's just it's hard. It's really hard. But that's so. good though. It is good. It is good. Like, do you find it's that sort of thing where it's like, man, you gotta find yourself during the day thinking about that novel you're writing. Oh, I I think about it all the time, and like everyone I meet all the time are always like they're becoming parts of other stories or I'm like, you know, like their attributes are becoming aspects of other characters and that kind of stuff. So, yeah. 
but that's that's awesome, man. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's uh, I don't know, man. That I mean, you only have so much brain space. Yeah. So what are you gonna do with it? You know, especially when. I don't know when that when you was occupied by a person. It's very easy to jump back in. Like, just find a new person to occupy that brain space because that's yeah. what I'm familiar with. Yeah. But to retrain yourself to yeah. be like, nah, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make something. Yeah. Well, I have to say, um, I have a new person, and I'm trying to do this thing at the same time. So it's like double brain duty, and it's like extra. I mean, that's dude. If you got, I mean, it's yeah. exhausting, but yeah. It's great. I, I I really, it's it's the most fulfilling thing I think I've ever done creatively. So, cool man. I highly suggest it to anyone. How far who wants through to are you? Oh Jesus, maybe only like, oh, I think I'm at like fifteen thousand words. I'm I'm behind. I'm I'm gonna be working on it till till Christmas for sure. I definitely won't hit fifty thousand by December first. But yeah, um, but so. the the goal of the exercise is complete to get you passionate about something like exactly. a project exactly so. exactly and and like they're saying is what makes a writer writing yeah dude. and that's all i'm going for so yeah putting putting it down dude exactly Ten thousand so. hours man Ten thousand. <laughs> mountain gladwell yes dude. yep yeah is that the tipping point is no that... it's uh outliers outliers yeah outliers. Okay. yeah yeah yeah, ten thousand. I I I actually like three years back. I started trying to keep track of ten thousand hours of creative work. Yeah, it, don't. It's a lot of hours. It, it became <laughs> it became a chore to try and track what the what. Yeah, so uh, it's not. Yeah, it was not pretty. My my spreadsheet, but um, well, cool, man. Like yeah, put a put a bow on it. What's your snap for? Being, you're like a relationship dude, or I'm gonna call you that right now. Yeah. What uh, what have you learned? What is the tip on well, getting so, fulfillment? So what I'm, so what I'm trying to apply right now in my current relationship, uh, who I have with a, an utterly spectacular woman that I couldn't be honestly more in love with. Um, who also knows she's totally listening to this podcast right now. Uh, I I hope she listens to it. Um, so she me knows, too, man. So she knows how much she tells her she means to it. me. Yeah. Um, but uh, honestly, like I've learned now through all this stuff, it's like just better, better, constant, and um, um, ego-free communication. Uh, you know being upfront and honest and and just all the time informing your partner of how you feel and uh in a good way obviously not telling them at every moment how they annoy you as we mentioned earlier (laughs) but constructive honest and positive communication um and not and and now i finally and now i finally realize and I've i've been experiencing what it's really like to have a partner who honestly values every part of me as like as worthy and and um and and part of it you know like doesn't necessarily love every part but understands it and understands it and makes a whole and the whole she enjoys so i'm i'm doing my very best to like 
enjoy that, enjoy myself, enjoy myself in this relationship and giving as much love as I get, which is a lot, which I really, really am being happy, very, very happy with. Um, Damn it, that was a big fucking messy bow. Uh, No, it was perfect, man. Okay. Yeah, that that wasn't messy at all. Okay. That was neat. Um, Yeah, find someone that understands you and your flaws and is okay with that. There we go. That's a bow, <laughs> Thank right? Thank you, there. Joey. There you go. That's a beautiful little That's bow. That's why I do this podcast. That's a gorgeous bow. I'm eloquent. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate this. Yeah, man. What's the, do you got any stuff to plug? Got anything you want to say? Plug your <clears throat> studios and stuff. Uh, yeah. Um, if you want to go check out ubkstudios.com, um, we have a bunch of fun uh, short films on there and a couple web series as well. We'll be showing um, our, our, our very, uh, we're proud of it. Uh, our short called The Procrastinator. <laughs> it's showing at the Chicago International Real Shorts Film Fest on December 2nd and 3rd. Um, it's also live on our website, ubkstudios.com. And uh, look for um, a Christmas special coming out from us um, around that time, Christmas. So uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, hell yeah. Thanks a lot, Mitch. Thanks, Joey. All right, later. Later.